Welcome back to episode 94 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iron Man, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Decentral Games launches their own token. Next, a token that represents your project in the metaverse will become the new normal. Then we discuss Bitcoin logic. And finally, we debrief on NFT bank discussion. All right, let's listen in. What's going on? Can you believe we've done 94 of these, dude? I can't believe, dude. You we, can? We've been, we've been cracking at this for a while, dude. What you mean? Dude, 94 feels... 94 seems like nothing, dude. Just because, like, I was, like, an OG Joe Rogan follower. Oh, like okay. I, I started listening to his podcast, like, probably, like, episode 50 or 60 of his, you know? So I was, like, one of the, yeah. you know, I, I was never a new f- I was an old f- you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I sat through years of his pocket. Now he's like in the 1500s or something like that. So yeah. I see the journey. I've seen the journey, you know, and we're just getting started, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 94 to me, it seems like a big number, but I mean, you're right. Yeah, I guess, it is. Like, I guess it is. Yeah. A lot of the podcasts I listen to, they're like in the 500 range, 600. That's true. So because they, they all started later, I guess. But yeah, yeah I guess I use Joe Rogan as like a benchmark. So yeah, this seems like peanuts, but okay. it is a lot, dude. 94, Jeebus. It's yeah. been almost two years. Joe Rogan is like the, the gold standard of podcasts. True. You'd probably never be as cool as him. But anyways. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> we can be cool in our own way. Yeah. Well, metaverse cool. So, so speaking of metaverse cool, there's yeah. like some, something really cool happening. Some huge news from Decentral Games, man. Like, yeah, we never really talked much about Decentral Games, unfortunately. Like on our show, on our podcast, just I think for a couple of reasons. One, we're like Americans, dude. So there's never any hope of yeah. us like participating like in his ecosystem. You know what I mean? That's true, like, dude. So for me personally, like I don't have like the other than like general curiosity to go visit his casino, like just to see like you know, the, the creation of it is really nice to check out, but I can never be a player, you know? So. Yeah. And then inherently I, I'm just not a gambler. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've gambled before and it's cool. It's just, it's, I don't know. It, it doesn't do it for me. You don't get like a thrill at all. I, like I, what happens when you put your chips on the table? Like, do you feel like complete regret that moment? Yeah. Or, like Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Even before the outcome is determined, you're like, yeah. dude, I should have done that. Like, that was stupid. It's because uh, the odds are stacked against you, and I like to play a skilled-based game. And, and Blackjack, I mean, a lot of these are skilled to a certain extent, mm-hmm. um, but I like to control my destiny just a little bit more. Yeah, dude, I would think gambling would be right up your alley because you like, you like, like math and shit I like, like probabilities that, right? and numbers and all that. Yeah, yeah poker, just, like, is perfect for yeah. somebody who enjoys that kind of shit, you know, because you have to mentally calculate all that stuff. And, and you know playing. what? I just haven't had the motivation to like to do the probabilities like in real time, mm-hmm. uh, for like a given hand, like card counting and all that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could do it. It's just I don't know. There's just no 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 interest in doing that for for one reason or another. Uh. But yeah. So the huge news is that they're launching a DG token for uh, Decentral Games Casino. So what's what's awesome is that you can mine DG tokens by playing in their casino. Yeah. And uh, they have a little. 
um, some incentives to increase like the player base in terms of like the table that you're playing at. So if there's four people at the table, you start mining more of the tokens. And uh, <clears throat> the rate that you mine is essentially um, for every thousand uh, die that you you spend in the game, you uh, you collect one DG token per one thousand die. Yeah. And uh, so so yeah. It, it's 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 as if we had designed this tokenomics because if we were running the casino, we probably would have done almost exactly the same thing. Yeah, we've been talking about or flirting with the just theory crafting along the way about like does a token make sense for MetaZone as a platform? For sure, it makes sense for MetaZone, but it's like how do you design tokens around game experiences? That's the, a little more difficult, I guess, because yeah. the whole incentive to do that is to I guess incentivize your player base to want to continually engage with what it is you're creating. Right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So in CZ, you know, like we're already flirting with the idea of that. You know, we, if you play the game right now, there's tokens, they drop randomly from mobs and shit like that. So uh, there's an obvious potential incentive mechanism there where like you, the more time you spend playing these games, like the more tokens you can, be rewarded with you yeah, know what i mean right and in order to be maximally efficient in these games and like kill things quicker mine more tokens it requires you to you know buy weapons level them up all the shit so it's like a, the whole ecosystem should make sense right yeah absolutely. it should all be connected like the goal is to, to play these games earn as much as you can as a player but in order to do that you gotta like you know level up your capabilities i guess so like there's a whole yeah they've even there's a whole economy incorporated in the wearables too so if you're wearing the wearables yeah. while you're playing you get to mine a higher percentage rate um you know the tokens yeah exactly and, and so in this case in in the casino case it's like for sure you want to have wearables on deck when you're gambling right because it's just it just means you're earning more you know that's right uh what else how how i mean it's it seems like it's it's purely volume based right like uh the way to maximize your earning rate is to spend as more mm -hmm. that's as right. much die as you can pretty much that's right okay so yeah these tokens are going to be super expensive dude i would think because yeah there's <laughs> only a million of them it's a million tokens a million tokens and then i think 33 percent is reserved for like actual gameplay mining yeah so, so like off the rip like uh around 40% or so is allocated to the team. It looks like over like a vested period, right? Yeah. Amongst the team and investors and the rest of it is just mineable. Mineable. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like something that's going to be like a huge supply right off the rip, right? Like you can go to a Uniswap and just buy as much as you want. Right. Cause, cause that has to be the supply needs to be mined by the community. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> so what do you think that's going to, so I think, so, I mean, we've talked about this in the past before. This is a sort of activity that needs to be happening in Decentraland. Yeah. Uh, all the projects that exist in Decentraland, however big or small, needs to have a token. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff needs to be basically done by every single project. I mean, and, and it has to be, there, there needs to be some way to do this in a very simple way because... You have to manipulate a smart contract to do a lot of this stuff, and not everybody can do that, obviously. So yeah. there, there needs to be some mechanism to do this and to do this easily, commoditize this functionality. Because right now, it's like, um, remember back in the day in the, in the 90s, you needed a developer to make a website. Now you don't. 
And pretty soon you won't need a developer to make a smart contract. And there's a lot, there's a lot of applications out there that help you make a smart contract, but you need granular level uh, flexibility on some of these game contracts. Cause you know, the, the generic smart contract builder is not thinking about you. You have, you're at a craps table or you're at a blackjack table and there's four players playing all of a sudden, if there's four, then mine at 40% the rate plus. Yeah, if anything, like the the mineable distribution or allocation that's like, that can be pre-programmed and like become standardized, I think, mm-hmm. for like any project in the future to adopt. This is kind of like every two weeks, 2% of the supply gets created and allocated to a contract or a wallet, whatever address. And then whatever entity like owns the, this contract or, you know, is assigned to this contract should be able to, I guess, decide the outside allocation from that point, I mm-hmm. guess. So yeah. you could, you could, like you're saying, you can have more custom distribution. So like the only thing the platform contract provides is like the initial allocation like the mining distribution, basically. Yes, yes. Like that should be like standardized, I think, across like anything that's being built, you know, in the metaverse. At least that's how we see it. Yeah. Like internally, we discuss this all the time. Like this needs, yeah, like we already have the advantage of kind of like aggregating all the, uh, like uh, the community essentially, like uh, in Decentraland at least hope in the future we want it to be like the whole metaverse community yeah but if 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 we're if we're attempting to aggregate everybody then we need to supply them all with the tools to like build i guess more efficiently i guess easier right like yeah because because to do what decentraland decentral games is doing requires a lot of resources which they have absolutely you know yeah they're the only ones in this metaverse that has these kind of resources so it makes sense that they're executing on all this stuff on their own 100 percent. unfortunately that's not the reality for a lot of you know Absolutely. the creators out there you know so see and, and that's that presents an opportunity i mean just like we we're saying that everybody every project needs to be doing this there needs to be a project that makes this functionality easier to do yeah uh, so i mean that's i mean we're so there's that's some a tall good- order yeah, I mean, so we're taking it upon ourselves to kind of like we, we want to standardize this and we want to see everybody with have the potential to, to launch their game verse with these tokenomic structures as like the foundation of them all. You yeah. know, just so everyone should have this opportunity. But yeah, unfortunately, it's it's only limited to those who can execute on it, which requires a lot of resources. So yeah, that that's definitely going to be part of our vision. And the thing I love about seeing Decentraland Games executing on this is like like I said, we've been discussing this for months. Now we have some actual validation for our thoughts, our assumptions, right? Like, yeah, we're now just we, talking, can, we can, we were talking <laughs> we can earlier. Sleep well, yeah. We can sleep well at night knowing like, you know, someone else is thinking yeah. exactly like us, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the, commu- the community is receiving it well. So, I mean, technically I like our assumptions are starting to look more and more accurate, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're, we're talking about how, we're we're batting a thousand right now, perfect on a lot of these predictions. Um, yeah, predictions. It's just now it's like you actually got to make them come true. Yeah, you know which is mean? the hard part, man. Everybody can that have a great part. idea, and they can mm-hmm. have like this perfect prediction, but if you don't act on it, like it's completely irrelevant. Hundred percent, man. And like we've been saying, 
everybody always questions like what's going on with dau why is nobody coming to decentraland it's because there's no way to make money in decentraland exactly. we've, we've been we've made this argument since we came into decentraland it's always been our goal how do you get people to start making money like you know it's it, this this is never going to take off until that becomes a reality you know right. you need like you need an economy economy is the backbone of all activity society you know? yeah everything so in order to do that you got to inject what you know works what works are tokens erc20 is the economy you know that's right that's there's a huge booming ecosystem out there outside of our metaverse bubble you know all, all we have to do is figure out how to inject all that value into the metaverse and all of a sudden we're thriving you know yeah so that's always been our goal. Uh, so this, this to me is like confirmation that we should stay on that path. <laughs> yeah. That should be our path. You know, our, our, we should be focused on, you know, creating the tools to, to bring this opportunity for, for all yeah. creators. I mean, think know? about this. If uh, we commoditize the ability to make these tokens and make it easier, make it functional for a given game all the way down to like an event. You could um, like go to Frankie's talk show or go to um, the Sugar Club Casino, show up, like sign some, some you know, guest book, mm-hmm. and then receive your tokens and like claim your tokens. Yeah, and, yeah and people are doing that. And people would do that. And then people would come yeah. in droves just to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and that's, then, that's perfectly good because the, what all that means is you spend a couple hours like sitting as an audience member and listening to like, you know, some, some dudes speak and all of a sudden you, you you hear about something new, you hear about a new game, you hear about a new functionality, a new smart contract, a new ability to make money just because you went to go get a token from Frankie's talk. Mm -hmm. And, and all of a sudden you're spending more time on that thing that, uh, that you listen to or, or all of a sudden you're spending more time in the central land because there's all these tokens to mine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, dude, come on, man. that's, That's all it is. You know, why are so many people, why were so many people incentivized to support Bitcoin as a network and, you know, to mine it and all that stuff? Because in the beginning it wasn't worth anything, but they were still willing to put forth the work, yeah. you know, and the time to become supporters of that network. That's right. That's all, that's all tokens are for. It's just like incentive mechanisms for communities to form basically. Yeah. So, and if, if we want an actual community in Decentraland like this, you got to bring in the tokens. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it brought me to like thinking about what Satoshi and, and, and team were thinking about when talking through the incentive mechanism to keep this, this system going, Bitcoin going. Mm-hmm. And uh, they must have been like hardcore speculating that this was going to work. Oh, it had to. Because, like, yeah, hardcore. they were making these assumptions with no no data. No, Nothing. Nothing. They just had a, a solid theory. hunch. Yeah, they just theorized this whole economic model, and they're like, "Let's just do it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Either it fails or it changes the world. Yeah. You know. So that's worth doing. I like. You know? I like those types of projects, dude. Exactly. Either it's a total nothing burger, or you know, everything just changes because of it. You know, those are the things worth doing. You know, yes. like just just take that risk. Yes. Fuck it, dude. And Satoshi's sitting somewhere with a million bitcoins right now. Who the fuck knows what he or they or she are doing? Yeah, yeah. I what? thought about that, dude. It's like if Bitcoin becomes a million dollars, Satoshi's a trillionaire. You yeah, know? isn't that crazy? So yeah, he'd be the first trillionaire because he's got the most bitcoin. Yeah, and then what if he just dumps right there? 
<laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, but that'd be insane. I mean, he doesn't need a. He, no one needs a trillion dollars, so you can't. Even yeah. if you try to dump a trillion dollars, nobody. You, you couldn't get a trillion dollars. Well, that's the thing. If you tried to dump any of it, like it would be. It it would it would worldwide news for sure. It would be like aliens are here equivalent yeah, yeah. of like, equivalent. Yeah, 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 for sure. Of like insanity, like yeah. Satoshi's moving his funds. <laughs> like what? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that'd be crazy. But yeah, man. So. As soon as you told me this news, like immediately, like the, the, like the light bulbs were coming off and shit. I was like, wow, this is, this is huge. To me, this yeah. is the biggest thing I've heard all year from Decentraland. You know what I mean? I would have to agree. Yeah. What as far as like, is, is there? Yeah. As far as like paradigm shifting events, like to me, this is the kickstart. Yeah. Of- it, and it sets the precedence. It's like, exactly. this is what you have to do. Yeah, this is what you have to do, you know, because everyone else is struggling to figure out what these what this formula is, right? To, to bring engagement and like, you know, actual DAU numbers and uh, to build an actual in-game economy, right? How do you do this? You know, and yeah. we, we, we've been postulating this is how you do it. And so now we have somebody like to showcase that, you know. Yeah. So we got to keep a close eye on this. You know, all of you guys listening, definitely like do your due diligence, investigate. We're not saying go like gamble your fucking life savings away. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> still be still be mindful of like what's what you're doing when you're participating in this ecosystem, right? It's still risky, you yeah. know. It's fun. It's <clears throat> fucking thrilling, you know. It's probably one of the funnest things you could do, at least from my perspective, you know. I, I get my jollies when I gamble, dude. I, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I can't participate, you know. So. Yeah. I just have to sit here and you guys who live in the UK and like Australia and wherever the fuck you guys live, yeah. you guys can go gamble your asses off at this thing and you let, let us know how cool it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is definitely, I think the biggest news in Decentraland so far and like the biggest thing to realize the biggest takeaway is that this is sort of like a bare minimum requirement to be a project in the metaverse. Yeah. If you're, I mean, even the whip has been doing this. We've been talking about this being a bare minimum functionality for several months now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're suffering from a lack of hands and resources to like accomplish everything that we want to do. But yeah, nonetheless, true. this is like obvious to us. I don't know. This shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a shock to anybody that this was like coming. I mean, specifically, like from the game theory perspective, if you're building something in Decentraland, like this is seems like an obvious thing to do. Mm-hmm. Not an easy thing to do by any stretch because tokenomics and then integrating that with the functionality of a game, it's not straightforward. No. So, I mean, we called it, I man. We did. Sort of, <laughs> sort of, I guess. <laughs> not really. Yeah, we sort of called it, I guess. So yeah, yeah just the things to look out for is for sure to see how these token tokenomics play out. You know, because mm-hmm. there's yeah, a I mean, large percentage of the the token pool left to be mined, right? So we've seen this a similar model be deployed by like Rarible, Uniswap, and it hasn't done so well for them. You know, like such a huge rate of inflation mm-hmm. usually weighs down the price in the short term at least you know what i mean right 
So uh, I'm interested to see like the actual value of the DG token. I'm not saying it's going to like completely dump, but that's what's interesting. You know, you got to Well, if there's out. only a, a million tokens, I mean, that's pretty rare, right? What do you mean? There's only a million like, tokens. Yeah, so that's good, right? You would yeah, think? Yeah. A lot of these people like to see like very low supply of token, I guess. So it gives you a feeling like I own one of these million. So like, I know I'm a, yeah, it's, it's a will like, status. Sort of. Yeah. It's like a psychological thing. Like I own a significant chunk of this, this yeah. network, you know what I mean? This ecosystem. Somehow that, that, that works. <laughs> you know, a lot of these DeFi projects it seems to be the trend in DeFi. A lot of them are like 30,000, yeah. 20,000, 60,000, you know, like total tokens. It's right. crazy. So if the DeFi space is like, that's that's kind of like i guess they've they amongst themselves like this is like the ideal token supply like they must have come to that conclusion for i mean ultimately it, it's it's just a number i mean if you have only a thousand tokens but it can be broken up into 16 decimal places like then you have a lot of tokens right that you can play yeah. with so it's just the it, it's an arbitrary selection it's it's do you want to have a simple number of tokens or do you want to have a complicated number of tokens? Like Yeah, but then but then you got to think about the psychological ramifications of of the price, right? If you have a, a yeah. simple amount of number of tokens, like 10,000, that simplifies things, but yeah, now you got talking about a $25,000 token potentially. Yeah, so what does that do to like a, a new Absolutely. perspective buyer, you know? I remember when I first got into this space, I got I was looking at the things that were like the Obtainable. cheapest, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw things that are like 20, 30 cents. It's like, holy shit, dude, I can own like a hundred thousand of these or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to buy this, yeah. you know, thinking what if without knowing like anything about how like market caps work or, you know, I didn't know anything about tokenomics. I yeah. just saw the price and that, that was my like, gateway. What, in. what if this turned into a dollar each that would have a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> exactly yeah. that's 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 the bare minimum of logic you usually apply when you first enter the space right yeah. so you as like a token designer you gotta think about this stuff i would think yeah you know absolutely but it's absolutely. so it's intimidating I, looking at uh you're in finance at 25 grand and be like yeah. this is a good good purchase yeah like i guess to like a seasoned investor we understand like the price doesn't really mean anything yeah it right? doesn't like but if you're trying to attract like a, a normie base, <laughs> you know, that's why like XRP is doing so well amongst the normies, you know? Yeah. Most people don't know what the fuck it is, but like yeah, everyone's yeah. talking about it, you know, because it's what, like 20, 30 cents or some shit. Yeah. Well, it's 60, yeah. it's almost 70 cents now, but, but yeah, it, oh, it proves a point. Yeah. Yeah. People are willing to like, just jump into like the cheapest perceived vehicle. Right. Like, yeah. So they, they perceive there's more opportunity here. Like, right. Fucking a man. Yeah, we should like we should seek like like an actual tokenomics expert if there is one out there. I'm sure there sure. are. And like we should like interview somebody. Dude, that's a, that's such a great idea. I think it's relevant. Yeah. I think it's important. It's useful. Um, yeah. Just to get the perspective of somebody who's who's done this several times. Yeah, maybe somebody who's actually like launched some tokens for projects or something like that. You know, like yeah. I want to understand their thought process. Like again, I'm making assumptions here. Are my assumptions correct, or am I just shooting shit out of my ass? You know what I mean. Like, uh, I, I I wouldn't expect your assumptions to be you know off base by any margin. I mean, because yeah. it's just ultimately game theory, and you want to be able to optimize the max supply of tokens for a given price 
so that it's obtainable, right? Visually appealing, right? Yeah. You you don't I don't know if you want to have a token that's worth like fifty grand. I mean, outside of Bitcoin, Bitcoin is like in a different realm when it comes mm. to to this stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, and um, I guess I guess as Bitcoin gets higher and higher in price, like it becomes, it, it makes the rest of these tokens like the the tokenomics less and less uh, important. I guess. Yeah, I guess the max supply becomes less important. Yeah, because think about it. It's like one day, you know, in twenty thirty, Bitcoin's like at nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. And it's like so, you know, so all all of a sudden everything looks cheap in yeah, comparison, yeah, right? Yeah. So. So it doesn't really matter then at the end of the day. Yeah. Bitcoin's just going to steamroll everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's so crazy. I can't believe, like, that's the projection. Million yeah, dollar Bitcoin, dude. That is. It and, just, it, and it's reasonable. Like, that's the crazy thing. It's, yeah, like, like three years ago, I would have had a lot more doubt. Like, nah. But the fact that this, this yeah, the cycle just keeps chugging along, dude. Yeah, like, yeah taking out 19K. Keep, yeah, like, the, the the rainbow math is working. <laughs> <laughs> all that shit you know like i you just you can't doubt anymore dude it's crazy yeah, yeah. so therefore yeah you gotta look ahead and be like wow i just can't believe it's still that but yeah i don't know i'm definitely more confident now than i used to be <clears throat> it you took know. you a while dude i was confident when it was at 3k and i was like dude this is it yeah. i know but <laughs> I, i'm the skeptic dude so yeah whatever so but, yeah, but nonetheless, I mean, it's pretty wild that Bitcoin's at its current price. It's uh, it's wild because it was predicted and it's here. I wouldn't have yeah. predicted a twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin in December of twenty twenty. I would have, I would have said it was it would happen next year. But uh, I guess yeah. that's twenty twenty for us. It's been the weirdest year that I can remember by a wide margin. It's definitely been a weird year. You could potentially be infected with COVID right now and not even know it. Exactly. That's how, that, that's how weird this is. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Fucking A. Yeah. So, so yeah, back to uh, DCG. Anything else? Just, I guess, I guess, like, congrats, Baus. Yeah. Boss. Yeah, boss? Boss. Boss. Boss, man. Okay. B-A-U-S, boss. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I've always, I've always respected the guy. Like, he's, I, I don't know how long he's been like part of the Decentraland community. I'm assuming probably from the beginning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I promise we've asked that question before, like on a round table. Yeah. I, th I think we had a round table, you know, back in the day when the round tables were like hot and fresh. You yeah. Know, he would, he would make like cameo appearances from time to time. Right. And I think he kind of like told us his origin story, but it slips my mind. Yeah. But I know he's been around for a while, but I always respected the fact that he was always <laughs> leading the charge as far as like, adopting new tech you know he was always like way ahead of everybody like addressing the scalability issues of ethereum and, like you know like attaching his project to matic like from the get-go even even he, he had to wait for like a year probably yeah, for matic much. to get their shit together yeah. you know yeah but he knew like just off of understanding the tech like he knew like this is the solution to like his his problem like his casino is not sustainable unless like uh it's frictionless transactions yeah so he knew he had to attach himself to another project that is working to solve this. So yeah, that that to me right away just it's 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 uh it means your your head screwed on straight. You know what's important in this space, right. right? You're you're analyzing everything. You're not just like in your own little bubble. You know you you don't have total tunnel vision. You're aware of your surrounding. Yeah, he also has some added uh, obstacles too with like KYC and like money laundering oh, yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, and I think he's also figuring out like how to onboard fiat into his mm-hmm. ecosystem, right? So that's another like you know new Forward innovation in the space. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely. some like decentralized protocols I think for this now. Yeah, and I think he's trying to figure out how to you know incorporate that. So all of this is good stuff. Like he he knows what he's doing. He's very tech savvy, which is good. You know. Yeah, yeah. Huge congrats. I mean, raising funds is is a hard thing to do. And then, um, yeah, and then too. launching a token—that's also a hard thing to do. And then uh, just managing everything is uh, running a casino behind all that too. So yeah, from from the well, I, 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 he, he's from the states. I, he sounds pretty American to me. I think he's from California or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm sure he's not operating out of the states. But, oh, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, wherever you're operating from, but to have the, the cojones, dude, to fucking be an American, to try and get away with this shit, like, good luck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, <laughs> tough country to reside in. Hopefully, you get the fuck out of this freaking yeah. brick wall of a country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool, man. Yeah. So also, it's it's yeah, it's it's inspirational to us who are like busting our asses off to try and like actually establish a footprint into this in this ecosystem yeah. right because dcg is the as of now the only one that's getting like recognition from like these big name investors and right. all this shit so it, it's just at least there's somebody doing it right yeah absolutely. it's possible <laughs> essentially is not a total waste zone you know what i mean yeah if if um if you haven't Listen to um, our previous podcast with Daniel from um, nftbank.ai. He talks about what actually creates value for your NFT. So I recommend that watch. Make sure you 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 get to see that, oh. so you understand. Like, man, that that's like that podcast is like made of gold. A lot of valuable information in there. It sort yeah. of proves like what we talk about in terms of NFT art. It proves about like productive NFTs, like. And then, like, all this is going to be, like, obvious in a couple of years when there's a lot of productive NFTs out there. So so make sure you watch that. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's, yeah, it was yeah. a great conversation. Yeah, nftbank.ai, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a great talk for sure. I foresee them being – everyone's – it's going to be a household name in the NFT space at some point. Yeah the future yeah i totally agree um <clears throat> so daniel's great i mean he explained the nft bank and uh, like the the value and the use case behind it. it it's interesting how you know a lot of this stuff makes sense but it takes so much work to put it together that it's it's always good to see that there's somebody working on it because it's it's needed i mean you'll be able to go to any anybody who holds nfts can use nftbank.ai and then essentially get a an assessment as to what value of worth of NFTs that they're holding. Yeah. I think I loved about his story. Like when he was going through his origins, just it's, it's very similar to how we ended up doing what we're doing. Like he was just a a regular guy in the space. And then right away by becoming like a participant of it, he started recognizing all of these problems and holes He's like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to buy these NFTs because I don't even know the true value of them. Yeah. Like, there, there's nowhere I could go to to actually find this information out. Yeah. You know, but, but there's plenty of shit going on. There's lots of data out there I could like yacht from the sky, basically, and like, it's like, it's like suck all this data into a platform that I build. Right. And then I could start presenting like actual, you know, pre- you know, valuations to these things to give buyers confidence. You sure. know, the thing that I lacked as a user you won't anymore you know so he's figuring out 
how to fix that own dilemma he had, you know? And so same thing with us in Decentraland. We were building and we're like, fuck, dude, there's so many problems here. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we, how do we fix this shit? You know? Right. So we're doing the same thing. We're, we're just taking all the data points we have. We're building a platform. So like all you future creators don't have to deal with the same shit we had to deal with. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and, and the most, I think the biggest takeaway for me was the fact that there, the more data that you can supply to to nftbank.ai, the more yeah. potential value you can extract from your NFTs. So, like, if you're a project and you're making a, a project based on NFTs, um, like, uh, like, like us or any project that's making a game, like, the more data that you can supply, like, gameplay hours... How many daily active users, um, you know, interactions with the game itself, with the NFTs. Like, if you can supply that data, the, the more potential value you can have for all your NFTs. So, uh, I like that because it, it sort of, like, supports our thesis that NFT art, as interesting as it may seem, it's just hard to put value on. And yeah, simply be by the nature of not having enough data exactly to support that value you know yeah. that's it and and, so and I, the data for nftr like it, it's not it's not tangible data like for example um you can have a, a famous celebrity make a piece of art and that would give its value but yeah. to measure the value of a celebrity versus another celebrity or versus a, a crypto celebrity like how do you compare the two values yeah, totally. Like how, yeah, so well, this is why something like Niftex makes so much sense to me. And like it's it's super ahead of its time, but it's also gonna be something probably a household name in the future just because it, it, I think it's essential to solve this problem we're talking about with the yeah. like probably like the, the higher scale NFTs, right? Like not so much the cheaper, like a cheap axie, like there's probably plenty of data to figure out how much like the base axes are actually truly valued, right? There's tons of flipping of that shit, right? Sure. But like these mystic ones or whatever, they're selling for like a hundred grand. Like you don't really know the true like demand for this asset unless you like fractionate it into like a thousand different pieces and you let a thousand different people start like selling yeah. it back and forth to one each other. Sure. You know, sure. Like one another. Yeah. And you can start to paint a picture of like what people are actually willing to pay for, you know, a piece of this thing. So now, that's why I asked him during the interview, like, do you foresee any kind of like partnership with Niftex? Because he's the one who brought it up. He's like, yeah. have you heard of Niftex? I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, did we interviewed those guys like a year ago. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it makes sense for them to like, kind of like merge their services. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like you should be able to go to either platform and use the same functionality in each one. And, yeah. uh, and you know, have a platform where all your NFTs are valued and then have that same platform be able to take that NFT and shard it into pieces. Yeah. And uh, then, so, then we could start to actually have some real data and like just a bigger pool of, you know. Yeah, even more data. I mean, this dude, data. That's what it's all about. Data is a so new valuable. oil, right? Yeah, data is everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't know anything for sure unless you have data to support, like whatever it is you're trying to claim, right? Like, yeah. And valuation is like the most obvious. If you're saying this thing is worth this, like one data point's not enough. Right. Because you never know if someone else isn't like, maybe this guy was just a dumbass. He just wasted all that money. You know, you'll never know unless you can confirm that he could sell it to some other dumbass. And then there's yeah. more dumbasses coming after the yeah. fact that they're all, they're all spending like stupid amounts of money. Right. Then they're no longer dumbasses. Now they're fucking, 
they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah. They, they made a sound investment. That's right. Know? That's right. So that's the, that's the problem. So yeah, just, I guess the more and more we discover these like new projects and we recognize like how much is still missing, like, dude, it's just more confirmation of like how, again, another assumption we made, we're like 2013, 2014 days, dude, of like, uh, you know, as far as where we are as a space, dude, there's, there's so much infrastructure left to be built. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Totally. Before NFTs like start making sense to like everyone else, basically. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking up the, the the price of Bitcoin. It's hovering at 19k. I just uh, decided to look it up because uh, GBTC it's like hovering at around 24 bucks. So that's a that's a interesting fund that uh, that collects like a different uh, basket of crypto, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's cool because you can use your 401k money to invest in GBTC. Um, so those with like those degree of funds can like at least get into Bitcoin through that angle. True. Um, But I mean, cryptos to me is getting even more interesting just because of all these different updates that people are doing with these Mm -hmm. projects. I think, uh, I think 2021 is going to be crazier from the crypto standpoint than this past year. Well, yeah, things are going to accelerate. Yeah. pretty much at this point because now there's going to be more money being injected into this market and there's going to be more interest there's going to be dumb money here yeah like right now there's no dumb money i mean it's still pretty dumb but <laughs> not as dumb as it can be you yeah know? Not, not as dumb as it will be as it will be yeah. yeah whenever like the retail money comes in people who just have no idea what they're buying you know they're yeah. just reacting basically you know just uh so yeah, you're going to see lots of shilling. It's just Twitter is going to be a cesspool of just like scams, like people just trying to take your money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's how it was in 2017, man. It's just craziness everywhere. You know, what's, yeah. what's even more crazier is that Bitcoin's hovering around 19 K and previous to this was in 2017 where it hovered at 19 K for a couple of hours before it just tanked. Yeah. And right now it's just hanging out like it's easy. And oh, and there's no there's no like craziness happening, right? It, everybody's like still chill about it. Yeah, I've seen it like mentioned on like CNBC a couple times like, "Oh, Bitcoin is back." Like that's the big headline. But then yeah. they they talk about it for like a minute or two, they bring on some like crypto expert and it's yeah. like, "Ooh, you know, this time is different." And then they move on to the next segment cuz the fucking stock market is actually rallying way harder than this right now, you know? So that's actually way more interesting. Stock markets is in their euphoric peak phase right now, you know? Yeah. Crypto is not. You know, the hard part about the stock market is that you don't know how long that euphoric phase lasts because it could be years. It could. You're right. It could be. Fuck. I mean, I've, I've been anticipating this shit to end for so long and I've, I've just been wrong every year. They're proving me wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know, because they just keep, you know, printing, pr- printing that you know that burn. maximum speed dude yeah. Yeah, burn all those dollars <laughs> and bills out dude it's crazy yeah so i mean that's I, how you I, do it right i mean think about it if you had the ability to print more money to prop up the uh, the stock market well, that's what you're gonna do and then i mean dude this is like heavy insider trading because as soon as they know that they're gonna stop everybody they're gonna sell first and then you're gonna see this this 10 year long bear cycle 
Yeah, it's gonna be nasty, dude. I don't want to live through that, but unfortunately, we're gonna to have to. Yeah, we're gonna to have to pay for our sins at some point. You know what I mean? As a society, <laughs> like we let this shit go on for way too long, and we never like, we never, yeah, we never were willing to like take the bad side of of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. just kept delaying that over and over and over again. So yeah, see, this the, is where the, the, the inevitable the... bad is gonna hurt so much worse. It's gonna be yeah. crazy. I think this is where the decoupling between the Bitcoin price and like the general stock market price like happens. Yeah. I don't know. Because think about that, it. That's, that's what I'm all waiting for. I'm waiting Let's for that say confirmation. The major crash happens, right? We're, we're like in a 10-year. This is the start of a potential 10-year bear trend. Yeah. And Bitcoin is going to go down with it, but not as far as the stock market. The stock market. The general price, like the the S and P five hundred and and all those indexes, they're going to go down way further than Bitcoin will go down, because mm. you're going to see Bitcoin go down to like, you know, twenty grand, fifteen grand, maybe like an ultimate bear, bring it back down to like ten thousand dollar Bitcoin, uh, but it's not going to go further, and this is going to go retrace right back up to like a hundred grand, and then go way further than that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess like, and this is just math. Bitcoin, dude, it can't go lower than ten grand after this next cycle. It can't. Like, How come? It just it won't do that just because it's worth more than ten grand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit, Bitcoin is just too too much for me to handle. Like, I I just, dude, come on, man. You just gotta like, I don't know. It, it just. The math says that it's worth more, like, independently. Yeah, see, I get that. And all, I naturally want to say, like, that's bullshit. <laughs> but I can't because, I again, it just keeps it keeps going, you know? Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's fulfilling what it promises to do, you know? And, like, every, every four years, we're just going to revisit this, like, you know, like, you know, Bitcoin's, like, it it's re retouching previous all time high of like 150 K or whatever it's going to end up being. Yeah. And we're like, no way it's going to go to 500 K dude. Like, yeah, it's just like the same doubts will exist. <laughs> but at some point, yeah. Like at some point I See, have this to be is... like, dude, you can't, you can't, I think for me, like it has to be that you're, you just call it that decoupling moment. Yeah. I need that confirmation that Bitcoin can oh, it exist. Will, dude. I promise you it will. Yeah, it needs to exist like in its own like realm, you know. Like, I, and I, I, think... I don't see that happening if if what we're saying about you know this inevitable equities correction happens, you know. Like, yeah, how are people going to rationalize amongst themselves? Like, you know what? Everything in the traditional finance world is burning to the ground. Like, I need to park my money into like crypto assets now. Like, yeah, how is that reasoning yeah. going to enter like the? How yeah, how does your, your question population. is how does that become logical? Yeah, for for the for the boomer out there, you know, who has never been exposed to this shit and they've been doubting know. it their whole lives. Dude, you have to remember the boomer out there may never believe in Bitcoin and be like, no, I'd rather go into gold, even though it goes up one percent every decade. Yeah, you know, and, and that's it. <laughs> every decade. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they're probably wanting, right? They they probably want that stability. Uh, but there's going to be a whole lot of people that lose uh, off of this transition. Mm. And so that's yeah. that's part of the reason why, you know, Bitcoin can go that high is because there's going to be a lot of losers. And, I yeah. mean, that's how that's how it works. 
Yeah, totally. I get that. So yeah, I mean, see, but the, I guess the I the shocking thing to me is like after this bear cycle that comes after this cycle, this uh, this um, bull cycle. I don't. If it goes to ten grand, which is like going below the previous all time high, that would be a shock for me. That'd be a super shock. And then that's like. That's when you have to figure out how to buy as many Bitcoins as you can. Because once it leaves, there's no way, no way, when it touches like a million dollars, there's no way it's going to go back down to like 10 grand or 50 grand or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, man, I, I know how this sounds like, it sounds crazy and like speculation and all that, but, and there's an asymptote. It's not like Bitcoin can go to infinite amount of dollars. Yeah. I don't think so. Even even independently, even if uh, they print out a zillion dollars. See, but the problem is if you wait around for these confirmations and shit, like by then it's too late. Yeah. Like we're not too late, but it's it's too late to make any like like the life changing potential returns you can make by by anticipating that re- that that decoupling event and like you know you have it's basically dude it's almost like a religion like you got to have total faith in this shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's almost like blind faith. It's not so much blind because, like I said, we have ten years of data to support like the Bitcoin claim. Yeah, like it's <clears throat> it's working. It continues to prove it, like its its use. So yeah, at some point you gotta just like you know surrender to Bitcoin Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> just give your soul to Satoshi and yeah. just just follow dude just become a follower of satoshi yeah yeah yeah. at some point i think this might be it like yeah fuck yeah because ultimately i mean it's like it's like um warren buffett says like when you invest in stock you can only lose the principal but you have an infinite amount of money to gain Mm. right 100 percent. so so buying bitcoin i mean if you're going to spend ten thousand dollars on a bitcoin you could, the maximum that you could lose is 10,000 bucks. Yeah. And so to me, it seems like a reasonable bet, especially when you have like every, every week that happens, there's like a new, a new believer coming out and says, well, Bitcoin does this sound like a safe haven for a lot of us rich people. It's like every week, man, there's that new, new person that says that. And every week that somebody says that, that Bitcoin price, the ultimate Bitcoin price just keeps going up. Right, yeah. Because they believe in it, right? The more people that believe in Bitcoin, the the higher the price is going to go just because they believe in it. It's just like why the dollar works right now because we believe that we can buy food with it. Yeah. And eventually we're going to have to surrender, like me, myself, I have to surrender my preconceived notions of like, like right now I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like people just talk about crypto on my Facebook and shit like that mainly about xrp but like to me that that's terrifying like whenever i see like regular people yeah are already engaging in this these discussions they're already like asking <laughs> how do i buy crypto and shit like that yeah like from my previous experience to me that was my signal to get the fuck out of this space yeah you know but apparently the more and more i think about it like this is supposed to be what's what's what happens like in order for crypto to like succeed at some point, like everyone has to be talking about it, right? Just like everybody talks about their own, their money. Yeah. Like money is a, is a ubiquitous product. We all have it. We all use it. It's a part of all of our lives. Right. So if this is supposed to become the internet of money, like the same level of, 
recognition needs to happen, I guess, from the from the general population, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, at some point, we got to be stop being scared of the normies, <laughs> like myself in particular. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I, uh, I guess we're like we're slowly transitioning into that like that actual adoption phase. You know what I mean? And that that looks it's scary. It looks different. Yeah, it looks weird. Like, yeah, I see. I I completely understand what you're talking about. The fact that because yeah, it's it's, it's not like stocks, right? you don't need stocks to live like you don't need yeah. to talk about stocks as a regular person yeah like it's okay if like a like five percent of the population like deals with stocks you know those are usually like the wealthiest people in society right because they understand that game yeah but crypto and like bitcoin specifically it's like it's it's going to be part of everyone's life it know? is so Absolutely. so it is a conversation that everyone needs to have at some point you know they're going to have to yeah there's understand. countries countries now depend on cryptocurrency in order yeah. because their their fiat currency is is a runaway inflation mm-hmm. and so they can't they can't operate under those conditions yeah and so every like you're saying everybody's going to be talking about cryptocurrency because it's it's a part of daily life yeah well, at least that's the goal of it right to yeah. become that integral to our society like fuck that's crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah there's never that's been crazy. like an asset like this in exist like to to come about i guess since gold basically since gold yeah like imagine like <laughs> okay since gold, gold yeah, yeah you're right you're right yeah like yeah, yeah. an ancient in ancient society like it has similar gold. properties like the rarity and all that and, and like utility in the sense of like back then that was the only way you value things right it's like sure. gold yeah so yeah it, it's gonna be that i mean our fiat impactful. currency used to be backed by gold so exactly yeah, yeah, you're right. Until until we came up with like the scam model. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, everyone yeah. knows what I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's it's all artificial now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's done us a lot of good as a society for sure. Coming up with like our whole capital system, like it's it's been great. Like, I think that's our, that's part of the evolution of humanity. Is that you know if if you were to make a society in a petri dish, you'd probably see similar cadences in terms of like. The development of an economy mm-hmm. like you would you would start with like resources like farming and then you'd go into artificial tokens to represent uh, value then you'd go into um the i i don't know if fiat currency is like a natural evolution it seems like such a scam like it well, like a it, total it, scam it, it's a natural evolution to like like I now, guess to, to incentivize like the whole population to participate in this ecosystem, right? Well, but the model of it, because we used to back fiat currency by gold, which made sense because there's only a limited amount of gold that you can reasonably, mm-hmm. you know, extract from the ground. Mm-hmm. But now that there's an infinite amount of money, that makes no sense. Like it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, it's because we're only now starting to starting to expose ourselves of these flaws like you know because we're not letting these markets correct properly so now yeah, we have to right. we got to pull these levers that we didn't have to pull in the past which are exposing like the obvious you know yeah like flaw uh, of the vulnerabilities system. yeah yeah vulnerabilities yeah which is not good now all of a sudden there's like mass awareness like this whole thing is just <clears throat> a but you know what? i think we're we're in like an echo chamber i don't think there's mass awareness i think 99% of the people do not understand yeah. where money comes from still. Yeah, it's true. That's how, that's how you're able to get away with it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And maintain it, you know, because 
yeah, as long as the mass majority don't understand and like whatever they're receiving that belongs to them, like still has that purchasing power. That's all that matters. So, like, Absolutely. You know, so. And, that, and that's why it's such a clear scam because people don't understand like what they're getting into. And, uh, but I think once you explain, even, even explaining it, it's like they, it's hard to believe. Like, this is how the, our, our economic model works. Like, but once they understand that and you compare that to Bitcoin, it's like a slam dunk of an, of an investment. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is, man. It's just, it's, it's just, it's tough to explain anything to anybody and like get everyone on board. It's just yeah, never going to happen. True. Only thing people understand is like disaster. Yeah. You know, that's so like as a, as a culture, as a society, as a species, I guess we're more like of a reactionary type. Like, yeah, this same can be applied to global warming and everything. Like, you know, there's been plenty of people sounding the alarm bell. There's plenty of data. There's plenty of everything to like, for us to like recognize of a, a looming impending problem, you know, but we're still not really doing what needs to be done to address it right yeah and that looming problem that you're talking about what if not bitcoin where do you park your funds is it is it the the default gold and and silver i don't know it can be why not it's worked for thousands of years so yeah you you use you use the traditional vehicle plus now there's luckily there's a new vehicle (laughs) yeah you know in existence for those you know who want to exist on the internet (laughs) basically who have complete faith in like you know at least you don't have to like store these valuable assets like actually in your possession right yeah for sure you can keep it all in the the fucking yeah because i think the the point of owning gold is that i mean in this like apocalyptic scenario you you want to have the gold in your possession otherwise it's like they'll just steal that gold from you right the banks yeah true but as long as the internet's up and running, right? Like sure. you should always have access to your crypto. I guess that's like the benefit, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like an act, a true apocalyptic scenario. Like banks don't have any reason to give you your money. <laughs> no, of course not. They're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> in a truly apocalyptic scenario, that's not going to happen. They're not yeah. going to just honor everyone's account. Exactly. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, even owning again, gold that's what i'm talking about even owning gold like you're not they're not gonna give you that that value and even then like well yeah if you if you have like if because it's custodial yeah, yeah don't do that <laughs> if you're gonna buy gold just find a nice spot in your backyard and like bury it or something i don't know just make sure you know where it is like yeah that's just foolish that's, that's so complicated though like yeah, it's just an additional burden on your life. Something you got to think about. Like, fuck, dude. But you know what? <laughs> There's uh, every generation thinks about apocalyptic scenario happening, and yeah. I don't know if the Great Depression is considered apocalyptic. No, I think like what led after the fact, a world war. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. apocalyptic. I would say so. Yeah, for a lot of people, that was like as bad as it gets. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. The depression kind of leads into these type of events, you know, where now there's like rising conflict around the world and yeah. extreme poverty around the world. And then it's just like, now there's reasons to like start attacking each other. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that that's when things start getting squirrely. So yeah, people like us, we haven't been exposed to that reality because we're younger, 
But yeah, if you but, talk to your grandparents, well, due, shit, they'll, they'll understand. Yeah, well, we're you know? due. I mean, it's things yeah, like this due. happen every hundred years, right? I mean, we just experienced a one in one hundred year pandemic. Yeah, it seems like every hundred years, just some kind of like shift. Yeah, just because it makes sense. It's like one generation has come and gone. Like usually to a hundred year span, like everyone's just gone, removed from the earth. Yeah. So like the following generations seem to repeat like all the same mistakes that that previous one did. Yeah. Because you know? now look, now we don't have the guidance of the wise. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then on top of that, uh, the average fiat <laughs> currency only lasts for about a hundred years, mm-hmm. and we're at that point now. Yeah. Damn it, dude! How do we always end up in like doomsday? <laughs> I don't know. It's you know what? It's because that's what's happening. I mean, this yeah, is like it's this is like a twenty twenty has been the beacon of doom. Yeah, but there's some good things happening. Like, uh, what's some good things happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, I don't know. There's been some good songs and stuff. Good song. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you're like a, a hardcore uh, Democrat, like Trump lost the election, that's a good thing. Yeah, right? I guess I guess that is a good thing. But a lot of people would say that's a bad thing. True. It's split. It's pretty much split 50 so, 50. Can we so. think of an objectively good thing that's happened in 2020? I mean, we're all still alive, like the most of us, I right? Mean, that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's a low bar, though. <laughs> I guess. Not for me, dude. I'm happy just to be alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chilling. You know what I mean? Uh, At least I made it to 2022. 2020. So did all of y'all. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, enough doom, dude. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's let's cheer it up a bit. So yeah, let's end this on a good note. Um, yeah. So Bitcoin's flying, dude. It's crushing. Uh, just just because that's that's what it does. Ethereum today, right, is the 2.0 launch, I believe, December first. Oh yeah, it is. Oh damn. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, but maybe next time we get on here, we'll maybe react to whatever happens from that. <laughs> so far, not not much price movement. We're still lingering around six hundred dollars. Yeah, where do you expect uh, Ethereum to go? I mean, I always thought, like, at some point, Ethereum has to, like, catch up. It has to catch up, right? Like, because Ethereum's previous all-time high was, I think, 1400 right? Somewhere around there? Yeah, 1400 So it's got quite a ways to go to catch up to that. Bitcoin's already there. So, like, at some point, Ethereum should catch up. I mean, it doesn't have to. We don't have any precedence to prove otherwise. Like, it's got to catch up the previous all-time high like Bitcoin does. Yeah. You know, but I would expect it to do so at some point. At some point in this cycle, like Bitcoin's gonna lose some steam, and then like Ethereum and like all the other altcoins just start rising and catching up to their previous valuations. Yeah, it would be interesting to look at the chart, the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart, and see what the average ratio is between the two cryptocurrencies. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I bet you if we look at it, you'll see that the trend is up. So you'll see that the Ethereum would have to start catching up to Bitcoin. Yeah, I would, I would imagine so too. Just in particular Ethereum, not necessarily every other altcoin, right? Yeah, I guess agreed. Like, at some point, I don't know, man. Like it has to. It will. Do you, yeah, like is it is it is this is this really how this is gonna work? Like as long as you're like in the space, even if you're not like innovating, you're not creating, you're not you're not improving like your ecosystem your platform whatever like just because you 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 created a token in 2016 2017 
like are you really gonna like revisit those those rallies from that cycle at some point in the future just by you know being affiliated in the market like is that how it's gonna work yeah i, I don't know i hope not hopefully like these projects that actually don't have any merit to exist hopefully they die <laughs> but they're not dying dude they're still lingering around yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, remember how we talked about how the business model of a cryptocurrency company is different? Like, you don't necessarily have to generate revenue, so to speak, in order to have a successful product. Right. Yeah. You can just depend on the speculative yeah. asset of your token to yeah. like fund the the pro the progress. All you have to do is like linger around and not like just don't rug pull. Don't don't have any like fatal flaws in your smart contracts to where like everything just gets yacked. Yeah. You know, like just, just don't royally fuck up at all. And as long as you hold on, like through these bear phases, like you don't have to do much, right? Like the money will just like refunnel into your, yeah, your token, you know, just out of, again, like out of affiliation, like that's just, that seems to be what happens like in the altcoin market at some point. Right. Like, yeah everything just goes up like once bitcoin chills out it all just starts going up some greater than others though you know yeah i don't know all right so we'll see <clears throat> so yeah so thank you for watching and, and listening to us talk about you know the updates as well as the the doom of humanity <clears throat> as yeah. status quo of our podcast that's, that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the block runner and at metazone IO and congratulations to everyone at decentral games for launching their token. Um, of course the investment and everything making progress in Decentraland. Um, you know, there's, there's a, still a lot left to be built in Decentraland and, uh, you know, we're happy to have like a lot of, a lot of these contributors like Decentral games, like pulling their weight. Um, and so so thank you guys for, for watching again, and uh, we'll see you in a week. Yep, sounds good. All right, we're out. Right. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. <laughs>